Hello and welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. I'm Andrew Dembski, co-host of the show, and so excited to have you here right now. Thanks for taking time to listen to this podcast. I hope that the content that you're about to hear is going to give you some awesome ideas that you can apply as you are building your dream agency. That's our mission here, give you content to help you build the business you want to build. And to help today, we brought on David Karen from the Atlanta area who has an inbound marketing agency that specializes in video. David shares some awesome insight on some results that his clients have seen with some really innovative video campaigns on Facebook. I loved it. I got a ton of ideas to take away and think about marketing for our clients, for Guava Box, our agency, and here for Do Inbound. So I think you're going to find some really cool things there as well. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 17 of Inbound Agency Journey. Today, I am interviewing David Karen from DCD Agencies down in the Atlanta area and has a really good thing going with the agency that he has um, rocking and rolling right now with a heavy focus on video marketing and a whole bunch of other good stuff that we're going to get into here in the interview. David, thanks for making time to uh, to jump on today. How you doing? Doing well. Happy to, to be here. Yeah. One of the things David and I were just discussing uh, prior to hitting the record button was that he has a new addition to the family. David, you want to share the news with, uh, with anybody in as much or as little detail as you like? <laughs> Yes, so uh, we welcome our, our second child into the world um, here uh, June 8th, um, little Xander Joseph Karen. So he's uh, coming out there. It's our first son in our family. So Crazy. Well, on behalf of the Inbound Agency community, congratulations. And for sure, um, my, my wife and I had our first daughter six weeks ago, so... Um, understand the struggles with sleep and appreciate you making time <laughs> making time to jump on today with us oh uh, yeah as far as the agency goes do you want to give people kind of the the hero's story how you got to where you are today yeah so um i could probably talk a long time on this so i'll try and run through it pretty quick um basically a buddy of mine in high school um got me interested in in video and um, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And so it uh, just grew into a, a passion. And then I realized I could make money with it, um, which got a little bit crazy. So um, from there, uh, I did a bunch of volunteer work, lived uh, all around the world from Ireland to Italy to Bosnia, um, and then came back and uh, wanted to wanted to, to continue my passion for, for video work and uh, basically started out just freelancing, picking up any job I could between, you know, website projects or video projects, and then grew a, a, a small little, you know, uh, inbound agency. I think we were doing inbound marketing before we even knew what that was. Um, right. And, uh, and here we are. We're a, we're a small team. There's only four of us, um, and we're all remote. Uh, but, you know, we get... We get some great stuff done and have a lot of fun doing it. 
That's awesome. So when you have to, when you're put under the gun to put a date on when you started the agency, um, what do you tell people? We started in September of 2010. Okay. So you're what, four and a half years now? Four and a half years. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe and we've been growing every year uh, since. So it's, we're on a good, good trajectory. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Well, congratulations on the growth. And on having the team, I love um, the ability with a lot of this work to have a remote team and also to have a, a small, close group of team members working together. And just the technology enables a small team to really make big waves. Um, are there any niches, David, or industries that you guys can specialize in? You know, I, I, I've had some a lot of discussion into, into industries and, and things like that. And really, video transcends so many industries. Um, and that's, that's really where we, we want to focus is we, we consider ourselves a video centric inbound marketing agency. So there's not necessarily one niche or, or industry that we really target, but where we've kind of, uh, seen the, the greatest success is, you know, professional services, um, and then all the way to, uh, e-commerce businesses. We've done a lot of work for e-commerce businesses. Okay. So, is a lot of that work on the e-commerce side specifically? Is that are you doing the website as well, or is a lot of that the video um, and kind of the content marketing side of things? Yeah, so you know, we we look at you know if you want to have great performing video content, it needs to be on a great website. So we'll we'll build the website, we'll produce the video content, and then we'll you know create the content strategy and everything kind of behind it. So you know. We, what we're trying to do now is, is not really do projects. So look at it more of a, a, a holistic uh, position of, you know, we've worked with a lot of startups, really, and helping them build their site, getting the, the right video content in place, and, uh, and having that kind of ongoing relationship with them. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'll, in a second here, I want to ask you about um, just kind of give you the opportunity to brag on some of the client work that you've done and maybe share a success story. But first, I wonder if you would help um, help me just get my mind around when you say video centric inbound marketing or marketing agency. How does the video tie into the relationship that you have with clients in a traditional situation? So is that I guess what I guess what I'm trying to dig into here is figuring out um what part of the retainer relationship or partner relationship, um, how you guys structure it, how much of that is video, how much of it is kind of what traditional, and it's hard to say traditional in inbound marketing because it's so young, but <laughs> but what um, many of the other agencies out there are doing in terms of blogging, content creation, and SEO, and, and those types of things. Well, uh, what we found is that uh, when we're when we're looking at producing content, everyone needs more traffic to their website okay no one's going to complain oh my gosh i have too much traffic coming to my website and um you know we're we're great at publishing blog articles but where we've seen you know people kind of hit a certain uh a certain rate of growth and they can't quite overcome that and so being able to incorporate video content um into your your blog articles or video onto your landing pages or your about us page or having uh, case study videos, all of these different pieces of content are much more engaging. Okay. 
and um, you're able to uh, reach our our. We love people in general love visual content. So you put it into an entertaining or educational fashion, then they're going to just eat it up. Um, you know, with with uh, clients, it's you know we put out one video and everyone watches it. Then the next one and the next one, and before you know it, you know, leads are, are watching four or five videos uh, before they call. And so, you know, that that's when they become a you know, much more qualified prospect and all. So, you know, we're, we're looking at how can video content help facilitate the uh, attract, you know, attracting new, new visitors engaging them on your site and getting to know your business um, or your brand or whatever it is you're trying to sell and then actually converting into a paying customer. Right. So all, all of it, um, you know, there, there's a lot of people that want to leverage video and you'll have production companies come and say, yeah, this one video, you can use it everywhere. And, you know, yes, that's true. You could put it everywhere, but it's not going to be as, uh, as effective as if you get that specific piece of video in front of your targeted audience with a specific goal of them, of them taking an, an action that you want. So it's right. a much more targeted approach. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, one of the things that's going through my mind is, and just by judging from your website, uh, maybe a combination of that plus your answer to kind of sum it up, it's not, it's not that every blog post that you guys are creating has a, there's a video version of it. It's more, uh, targeted applications where a video makes sense. So whether that's on kind of more often viewed site pages, like your about page or your products or services page, um, do you guys ever use them? And I don't, you can correct me if that's inaccurate. And then the second half of the question there is, do you guys ever use video also as, um, for content offers where are you putting it behind a form? Um, the, the answer is yes to both of those. <laughs> so, um, right now, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably want to have, you know, for our own agency, um, I think it's the, the burden of, of every agency is producing great content for yourself, um, because we're so focused on producing it for our clients. Um, so, you know, the, what is this, the, the cobbler's kids don't have shoes right. or something. It's kind of like that case. So, um, you know, we'd love to see more video coming through our blog, but where we've seen the most successful clients is that they're video blogging each week. Okay. So, wow. Um, you know, we, we have a system in place that we're able to film, uh, you know, up to 40 different pieces of video content within, you know, a, a four five hour period uh, to be able to get all that blog content in a very efficient manner mm-hmm. um, so you know keep the cost low and production quality high and all that so um, yeah, that's, that's definitely what we are geared towards but um, you know wow. the, you gotta video content can do some some amazing things for your website for your conversion funnel yeah can you share any examples? Um, and here's kind of your opportunity to brag on your team and the work that you guys are doing. But um, any examples of the power of video and what you guys are doing for your clients? Well, I'd say um, we have one in the uh, the professional services arena um, where uh, he's an attorney 
and we had a 300% increase in lead conversions on a site, 712% increase in organic traffic, and then his leads were watching between two and four videos um, before they would convert. And so, you know, for him and his firm, it just, it was a world of difference. They went from, you know, not being positioned really on Google anywhere. And then now they're on the first page for a lot of the different search terms that they're wanting to focus on. And then the leads that they do get there, or excuse me, the traffic they do get to their website is converting at a much better rate than it was before. So, you know, he's jumping up and down happy for that. For sure. Uh, You know, so, and then on the flip side um, is uh, we're working with a, uh, a new mattress company and um, we helped them uh, we built their website um, we produce uh, several different pieces of video content um, we took care of the entire video production process the photo shoot for all the products and all that um, concepts you know basically help them build their brand and uh, we're seeing some some really amazing results on Facebook with video content. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I can kind of dive in a little bit more on that, but I don't want to get off, yeah. get off topic. No, I think that, where uh, you going. yeah, let's, let's go right into that because, um, some of the numbers on the traffic and the cost, uh, per visit from that with Facebook is pretty incredible. Can you go ahead and give us the details of what you're starting to see there? Yeah. So, um, we started out uh, promoting a uh, you know kind of a branded commercial type of video um, out there just to kind of get some brand awareness with the with the out there on Facebook. So we're trying to get in front of a lot of people, and you know we were we were getting uh, what we thought were some pretty good cost per view. You know, twenty five cents. You know, cost per view, something like that, and. Um, then we we put put out a video um, of us unboxing the mattress. Okay, it comes it comes shipped in a box, and the the, the company name is called Four Sleep. The number four sleep dot com, and um, that video that we put out of unboxing the mattress um, to date, which is about one month, um, it has uh, three hundred ninety nine thousand views. So far, wow. um, 8,000, uh, almost 8,200 um, likes, comments, and shares. And um, we're getting probably the, the cost per view. Gosh, I don't even know what it is now. It's like half of a half of a cent um, cost per view and, and, and cost per engagement and everything. It's it's really ridiculous what the uh, the actual cost to get it in front of people. So um, that's crazy. Being able to uh, and it's also it's driving the majority of the traffic to the website. So when when we're looking at you know running paid traffic from Google and you know paying you know six dollars a click for for that piece of traffic and then you're getting traffic to your site for pennies um you know we're we're just thinking okay let's pause every other ad that we're doing because they don't make sense when you have to pay two dollars per click 
versus a penny per click, um, you know, even if you have all the money in the world, it just doesn't make sense. Right. So the the amount of engagement and shares, I mean, the video has been shared, you know, 500 and something times. Uh, so it's, it's uh, wow. pretty, David, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. How much of that, I mean, um, those results are awesome. And obviously everybody wants to do that. How much of that do you think is the way that you guys are doing it using Facebook videos um, and paid promotion? And how much is just like something about this video is unique and makes people want to engage engage with it? Well, I think that um, it's gonna it has a lot to do with the type of content and your Facebook audience. Because um, when we were running more of a, a commercial style video, it really wasn't performing that well. Okay, all things considered, I mean we're getting views, we're getting out there. It had a quality score of you know seven or eight on on Facebook, which isn't bad. Um, but then we switch it up to you know some entertaining content um, that is centered around our client's product, you know the mattress and all. Um, that's where the the engagement just went through the roof. Um, you know people. Uh, tagging people in, in the video to share it, um, you know, all the way to, um, you know, people sharing it and those people sharing it. So it really has a, a bit of a, a, a viral bit to it right. and all. Um, but I think that the, the type of content is what really um, drove that type of activity on that video. Got it. And that's awesome. Um, if you had to tell somebody, so um, I want to know what it takes, what does it take to be good at doing video marketing or getting traffic um, in, the, in the Facebook space or through whatever the, whatever the medium is to get traffic uh, to a video and then through to my website? What are kind of the building blocks that it takes to be good at that? Well, I think that, um, you know, with Facebook video, the videos... Um, have a, a certain like an autoplay rate, okay? So they'll automatically start playing, and they don't charge you for the first three seconds, okay? After that, you're gonna be you're gonna be charged for that view and, and, and things like that. So um, what we are really looking for is to see you know what kind of what kind of clicks we're getting uh, on that video, and so we've had twenty four thousand. Uh, clicks on on that one piece of video content. So, um, I think you know how to how to be good at it. Um, be yourself. Yeah, I think that so many times um, we're trying to do everything perfect, um, and I don't I don't think that like now we're uh, with us millennials and everything out there. We can we can catch when people aren't being authentic and um, we have a, a really good radar for that um, so if if you're not being authentic in your videos you're trying to be more than you are or, or you know you're trying to be perfect with everything people are going to catch up on catch that and pick up on it and just kind of lose respect for you whether they say that consciously or subconsciously so I think that it's it's so important to just uh, let your brand like be yourself with everything, 
and don't be afraid to make mistakes because you're not going to get it right every time. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, promising your clients and or you're trying to do it right for your boss or something like that every single time and saying, no, everything's going to be perfect every time. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So, you know, there's a certain amount of experimenting and uh, finding the right content that's going to engage your audience. But once you find it and once you're getting those results, don't look back. Okay. Go do as much as you can in that, in that arena while it lasts, because like every good uh, tool that comes out these days, you know, us marketers come along and we figure out a way to ruin it. <laughs> Always <laughs> happens. Yeah, so. for sure. Good stuff. Um, well, congratulations on the success of that video. And also just on the, you, know, you had something where you were getting views for what seemed like a pretty good number with a, with a pretty decent quality score and then just continued to push the envelope and found something that, um, that, in, you know, you increased the, the profitability and the metrics on that by orders of magnitude. So that's, that's pretty incredible for sure. And I think that's definitely, um, one point that, uh, that has come up a number of times on this interview and that I'm just continuing to learn is that perfect is so often the enemy of good. And if you're caught up with making things a hundred percent perfect and uh, you're too afraid to fail, you'll never really do anything. Um, you know, it's, it's too hard to, to actually get out there and adapt and grow at the rate of change that's uh, that's in the marketplace right now. So props to you for that, for sure. Yeah. I want to go, I want to go back, David, to one thing that you mentioned earlier that stuck out to me. You said, that you have a system in place where you can put together like 40 different pieces of video content in just a four or five hour shoot with clients. Did I hear those numbers right? <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's, uh, it comes down to, um, interviewing the, uh, the, the authority, you know, so for instance, with the, with the attorney that we work with, um, we have our, our list of topics. Okay. Those questions that, his prospects are asking, you know, when he gets on the consultation calls or those different search terms that we're trying to rank for. And so we'll just, we'll just ask him, you know, what is, you know, what's tort reform or what is, you know, I don't, I can't think of a topic right now, <laughs> but you just ask him, you know, uh, I've learned way too much about legal stuff from filming these things, yeah. <laughs> but you just ask questions and then, when he's answering it, another question pops into our head. And then we ask, well, what, can you talk a little bit more about that? And these are, these are pieces of content that aren't super long. Okay. They might only be a minute, um, in in length. Okay. But, um, that's, that might be all that's needed in order to answer that question. And so, um, that will, uh, that one minute video, you know, has about 300 words in it, more or less. And then we'll, um, we'll kind of beef up the, we'll get the uh, video transcribed and then we'll kind of beef up that transcription just to make it a little bit more full and then use that as our video blog content on their website. And so, um, you know, we have a, we have an editing system that allows us to be extremely efficient um, the way we organize the footage, the way we organize the topics, um, because you can waste a lot of time or, or get lost. And, you know, we also don't do a lot of retakes. 
so you know the most on a retake will do is two of them and so you know you you give it your best shot and we'll try and um get the get the best answer all together but you know you can you can spend a lot of time trying to get everything perfect and just right but at the end of the day if you can produce that piece of video content that answers the questions of the people that you want to buy your product or service then you're going to be that authority and they're getting to know your brand um, through that video content and that's helping you build that trust that you need uh, in order to convert them for sure so are you as you're asking those questions is each question that you're asking or however is there a predefined um stopping point where you're actually turning the camera off uh setting the you know giving them the prompt and then refilming or are you shooting this all in one take and and then pulling it apart in uh, in post um sometimes you know he'll uh, he'll kind of go off the cuff and just talk about a lot of different things in in one take but to organize things we'll we'll you know start rolling and then ask the question he'll repeat the question back to us you know you might say something like um today we're going to talk about such and such and we'll use that introduction for the youtube channel and then he'll start answering the question and also on on the on the um we're we're looking to keep it as organized as as possible there while filming because the famous last words is we'll fix it in post. Yep. <laughs> okay. No, film it right the first time. Save your save yourself because nothing is ever easy in post production. Trying to fix stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's where I was curious about it because we've done a, a good amount of video work and um, one of the co-founders of Guava Box, Brandon, who. Um, he has not worked at the company for about a year. He went and took a full-time job um, with a local church, but uh, that was really his sweet spot was the video spot. And so we've, uh, you know, our video quality has decreased significantly since he left the team. Um, but that was, you know, it's always a challenge to figure out how do you get content out of a out of someone efficiently and then not have to spend forever in, in post-production um, to, to get that out and, uh, a couple of things that kind of stuck out to me here were you talking about only doing up to two takes of something. I think that that is actually more helpful for people if they know that, at least in some cases, it's been helpful where we've done that. There's a limit on how many times you can do something, and you don't have to worry about getting it perfect again. Kind of just be yourself, and if there's a stutter somewhere or you make a mistake, uh, just get get back up and keep going with it, and people will relate to that. And unless it's really bad, you can usually make that work. So. Yeah, and and there there's definitely something to say about using a teleprompter. Okay, <laughs> if you if you need to uh, get it just right, and you have your script, you got to use the teleprompter because um, we've had we've had clients that didn't want to pay for it, and then you know it just makes the the shoot that much more taxing and inefficient that you know it's like man we should have just thrown it in right <laughs> so for sure now are you guys just are you using an ipad app for that or how are you uh doing teleprompting yeah so we have a, a connection that um goes in front of the the camera and all so that it reflects off of an ipad and then it's controlled by an iphone so it's a Great. pretty pretty simple system man that's awesome well, 
the video stuff is just, I think it's fascinating to get into. That's something that you guys are doing strong. One of the things that people also like, obviously we like to hear, but also just to get to know you guys a little bit more. What's an area right now with the agency where you guys are struggling trying to improve? Um, I would say uh, the hardest part is, is going to be um, finding good people. Um, like to, to join the team because there's so many, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put out, you know, job postings or something like that to try and find some people. And, you know, some people just don't get it. Um, and, you know, finding people that you can trust or entrust to do different work because, um, we have a, a high, level of quality standards you know we don't want to put out anything that's below our standard and so finding people that have that same kind of passion um and drive to to do great work um is really difficult for us to find and uh i say that's that's the biggest struggle is finding the right right team members in order to be able to grow efficiently yep no doubt so with the four folks who are on the team right now what's kind of the breakdown of either skill sets or roles, who's kind of handling what different portions? Yeah, so we have a, a developer that will handle all the, the website work and all that. Um, we have a uh, pay-per-click expert, so we'll handle the Google and the Facebook and, and all those different uh, pieces um, of the, the paid traffic side. And then we have um, a virtual assistant that helps us just keep everything running smooth and and those different pieces. So, you know, we're, my, might not be the, the world's most amazing team, but hey, when it comes to getting stuff done, these guys know how to work, and I'm, I'm really proud of them. So, yeah, that's awesome. And you got to find uh, where everyone fits in and how to come together as a team and make stuff happen. So, that's great. David, are there any tools that you guys use right now? They can, I don't know what they're, you know, they may be related to video, but um, just anything. Any tools that you guys are using that you think other inbound agencies would benefit from or may not know about yet? I would say the most amazing tool I have ever seen, okay, in terms of helping you increase conversions is uh, a service called Full Story, okay? And um, uh, someone here in Atlanta told me about it. I signed up for it like 15 minutes later. Basically what it does is it puts like a video camera on the website when someone's using it, okay, where you actually can watch how someone is interacting with your website like you're watching a movie, okay. It is ridiculously amazing. It's helped us uncover um, funnel issues um, where you know, people are clicking on a button. Oh, wait, that's not a button. <laughs> okay. They're um, reaching a page that we didn't realize, um, you know, didn't look right for whatever reason or a piece of content wasn't showing up properly. Um, it's, uh, it's one thing to be able to use like crazy egg to see where people scroll and see where people click. But full story lets you follow the mouse on the screen and, you know, see where they're kind of, that mouse is kind of hovering and they scroll down a little bit more and they scroll down a little bit more and then they click over to this page 
and then they click play to watch a video and it lets you see all of this um, and it you know it to to a certain extent it helped us um, maintain a relationship with a client because we spent a ton of money driving traffic to their website and they weren't getting any conversions and um, we should, you know they were questioning you know does the website work does the cart work you know what you know did you guys not do something right and when we showed them uh, using this tool to be able to see people actually using the site and interacting with it they realized okay we need to fix some things and so it enabled us to um, really uh, not only maintain that relationship but make it stronger because now we can we can find those those solutions to the problems and all Right. That's great. So it's, uh, is it basically session tracking for the users where you're just watching their mouse as it moves everywhere? Yes. Um, that might be the simplest form of, uh, of explaining it, but you know, when there's one thing, you know, to, to kind of sit over the shoulder of someone and watch them use a website. And that's really what it's letting you do. Um, so it's, it's, it's really fascinating. I, I think it's the most amazing thing in the world. The best kept secret. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> go, go get the free trial and you'll be hooked. You'll, you'll want it for your own agency site. I guarantee it. Okay. That's great. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't heard of that one or used that one before. We use, um, Hotjar sometimes, which has some of that. But what they do, which may or may not be different, is, um, they do sampling, so it's not 100% of the user sessions. They take you know X percentage of user sessions, and they'll record it, and you can play it back and watch people actually use the site in real time. Um, yeah, but it's not it's not 100% of the interactions, so you just have to you know you're relying on sampling instead of the whole thing. Um, and what what are some of the go to video tools that you guys use? Um, Adobe Creative Cloud. Yep. Uh, lets us, you know, use Premiere. It integrates extremely well with After Effects. We do a lot of After Effects, um, and then their encoding tool just makes it for a seamless exporting process. Um, so, you know, we used to be big uh, Final Cut Pro fans with Apple until uh, uh, version ten came out, and we were like, "What is this baby toy?" You know, <laughs> they took out like every Pro tool in it. Um, and so we had to. We're we're really happy we made that switch um, over to uh, over to Premiere. Great, cool. Switching topics a little bit, David. I know that you guys are involved with the um, the HubSpot Users Group down in Atlanta. What has that experience uh, been like for you guys? You know, it's it's really been uh, the most fascinating experience ever because um, I worked you know for a video production company for a while. And there was no way we were ever going to share any kind of information or, you know, let alone refer a, a customer over to another production company. But we've actually, um, we've got a great relationship with uh, some, some of the much bigger agencies here in Atlanta, inbound marketing agencies like uh, 98 to Go and MLT Creative um, that do great work. And um, they've, you know, sent business our way, which I think is just, you know, fascinating. Um, and even collaborating, um, we all work together to do uh, inbound marketing day in March. 
and you know these are just these are guys and, gir- and girls you know uh, that are are passionate for inbounds and um, you know they just want to do great work and do what's best for for their clients and everyone rather than uh, just focus on you know kind of themselves and it's it's just been an incredible audience and we're, we're growing like crazy too so it's it's been a lot of fun that's awesome I hear that so often about uh, not even just the hug groups that I, I think I hear that especially about the hug groups but just the the inbound space in general I don't I think that a certain part of it might be because it's young but I think it's also just the type of people who do it you don't get into inbound unless you like I think that most of the people who get into inbound I guess maybe the best way to say it would be have more of a long-term approach inbound isn't the um you know, it's not the we're going to see results on day one. This is building things based on the way that customers would rather interact with us for to position ourselves best for long-term success. And I think that that mindset also translates over into the type of people who think about relationships and the value of relationships um, and that you'd rather – in the long run, I would rather have that over maximized profits in the short term or over – whatever it is, uh, beating my own chest in the short term. Um, and I, I, I've seen that in a lot of places. I know that we have, um, a lot of cool relationships where we, you know, if it's somebody who's outside of our vertical, um, or the verticals that we traditionally serve or just something where we're too busy right at the moment, um, we've sent a lot of business to other agencies and other agencies have done the same to us. And it's just a really cool, um, community basically in the, in the inbound space. So that's something that, that we've enjoyed for sure as well. Yeah, it's really nice. Yep. In terms of what, um, just kind of what powers you with a small team with two kids um, and trying to trying to make all this stuff happen, what does your morning routine or an average morning, those first couple hours of the day, what does that look like for you that enables you to get so much done? Oh man, the morning routine. Let's see. Well, it starts with uh, taking care of Shelby right now. <laughs> So waking up and getting her getting her all situated. So um, I'll, I'll work from home the majority of the time, and so um, you know, having my family close by is a blessing uh, and also a curse, you could say, because I am right around the corner. So um, you know, being able to um, you know get her kind of situated, and then uh, my wife will will take over. And just, you know, in terms of, you know, what am I doing first? You know, email, um, looking at uh, my to-do list for the day. Um, if I don't have, if it's not on the list, it's not getting done. Not because I don't want to get it done, but because it's, you know, unfortunately out of sight, out of mind. Um, with everything I have going on, um, I'm, I'm just focused on those most important tasks that I need to get done. And um, knowing, you know, I... I like what uh, Chet Holmes, uh, sure if you guys have uh, heard of yep. him, but uh, he's got some great time management um, recommendations. And so just pr- trying to be able to leverage those uh, to keep things efficient. And then I'm also a night owl. So, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll work till pretty late into the evenings or the mornings if you really want to get technical. Yep. Um, because it's, it's quiet time. It's where I don't have uh, clients or prospects calling me or emailing me and, and needing things. And that's where I'd say, you know, a lot of the work gets done in those wee hours of the morning where 
um, you know, I'm able to, to work with my team, which is, you know, across the United States. So, you know, it just, uh, that's that's kind of the routine yeah if i, ha- if I have one <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes to get it done so as i'm yeah. learning with uh with kids it's work when you can and and uh and make it happen so yeah well great david i really appreciate you joining us on inbound agency journey if folks want to ask you questions um or just connect with you online what's kind of the best way for people to do that um, you can, uh, you can connect with me on Twitter. Um, it's David Karen DC, my handle, um, or email. It's just, uh, I guess you can put it in the show notes, but DC at dcdagency.com. Um, or you can give me a call phones, phone numbers right on the website and everything. So, you know, more than, more than willing to help any of the other agencies out there trying to add video for their own marketing or, or how they can leverage it for their clients. Great. Well, I will include that information in the show notes. Um, really appreciate you being on here. And we'll be in touch soon, David. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, looking forward to it. All right. See you, buddy. All right. Take care. This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management tool built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. If you want to learn how to manage, track, and scale your inbound agency with a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash journey. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash journey. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We are going to recap Gray's conversation with David, talking all things video and inbound. So, Gray, what were a couple of takeaways that you had from your chat with David? Takeaways from David Karen. Um, once again, a guest who raved about HubSpot user group and just David's experience that he's had down there in the Atlanta area with agencies who are willing to share uh, opportunities that are maybe a better fit for um, someone else instead of just throwing them away or trying to handle it themselves. Um, but But people who have that uh, giving communal spirit, which we see all the time and have heard over and over and over on the show. But we really spent the bulk of time um, talking about, well, we talked about a couple things. The bulk of the time on the air, we talked a lot about video. And for a good chunk off the air, we got to talk about family stuff and the joys of having kids. As David recorded this podcast episode with me a week after having uh, his first son Xander, second child. And um, man, what a guy. So those are some of the things that stuck out to me. Andrew, having listened to the interview that David and I had, um, what's kind of your initial impression of the Facebook video ads thing that they're doing? Well, I feel like a noob because I didn't even know that you could, I knew you could advertise videos, but I've got ad block on my browser, so I never see them. Um, But you... The idea that you can just like autoplay videos and ads was like hit me like a truck. And then I got to see the videos that he's created and I thought they were awesome and engaging. And I thought it was neat how he balanced this idea of let's do a promo video, which a lot of clients get excited about and let's make something fun and creative and engaging. And how when you do the fun and creative thing and you're not, you know, the product's not at the center. It's this, it's the inbound mindset coming through your video, basically let, let's entertain these people instead of selling these people. 
that at the end of the day, they drove a lot more um, impressions through that video than they ever would through a commercial type video, something like that. Um, but I mean, just like last week's episode with Ethan, with um, retargeting on custom audiences based on who downloads your content, um, I've got a lot of Facebook paid traffic research to do, Gray. For sure. Did you watch that video, by the way? The unboxing one? Yeah. I loved it. (laughs) How about, um, so I noticed that some people said like, yeah, but can you put it back in the box? Did you happen to see what came next? No, I missed that. What was that? So David then created a video of him trying to put the, um, trying to put the mattress back in the box. And obviously that's not happening. And it was just really funny. And that, uh, that stuck out to me as like, this is something that very few brands would be uh, would be eager to do or put out there and it really takes an agency uh or it takes some it either takes like a very special leader at an organization or it takes the willingness to listen to um someone who you trust like an agency like uh like DCD to you know to motivate you and and convince you to have this kind of personality yeah. in your videos and not be trying to sell the whole time um just have some fun and that creates an impression that's much stronger than the 14 benefits and why I should buy your mattress instead of Sealy or somebody else. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, I just think this idea of just focusing on the content and the answers to the questions uh, in a fun way was really cool and that David is doing a good job leveraging a niche medium to accomplish a greater, a greater transformation for a company. And also how using that medium of video really helps him capture a lot of content from the client at one time. Um, and he shared the story about his attorney client. What did you think about his process there and, and how that worked out for him? Uh, I thought a couple of things. One is I like that he's shooting video without a ton of takes. Um, and is the goal is like a mix of uh, quantity and quality. Obviously you want some quality, but they don't need to be overproduced. And people, especially millennials and a younger audience spots, um, you know, fake acting or a highly edited video very, very quickly. And I'd much rather just see the real kind of uncut version of whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, so I thought number one, that, that they've got a great thing going. And number two, I thought, well, this just kind of reminded me of how important the process is. And they've got a system in place where they can pump out video, something that so many people struggle with or just avoid because of how intimidating it seems, how much work it seems like it's going to be, and the struggles that they've probably had at some point in time where they shot something, took forever to shoot and get the takes right, or they spent a ton of time in post-production and didn't turn out the way they wanted it. Um, So I think the system... Number one, like just going and doing it, and then number two, having a strong system for how they produce that. That's made a huge difference in their business. That's made a big difference in our business is having those processes developed. Where it's like, hey, this is the way that we're going to do things, and um, you know, we figured out what works, what doesn't, document the best practices, and roll with it. Yeah, and I think if you go back to two weeks ago with Eric Pratt, that's something that they do really well is having an intense onboarding experience for the client, and you can't you can't launch a new client project or a new client retainer unless you've got a well-documented onboarding process. And the system of collecting content that David uses is a great way. You might not use video. You might use just audio recordings, but interviewing people and dragging as much content out of those people as possible 
You strike while the iron's hot in those early onboarding moments, get all that content out, and then you and your team can get creative about the way you repurpose it. Um, but you can't the uh, you can't just be creative in an open space. You need processes and a structure in place that give you the freedom then within that structure to be creative and to find fun applications for that content. Uh, but I really encourage you guys, if you haven't already, think about how you want to document that first 90 days, uh, that first quarter with your client and get them up and running fast because the faster you put a system in place so that can convert leads and nurture leads and you've got a content backlog in place of creating blog posts, creating videos, creating emails, all of those different deliverables that you talk about as an agency, the faster you're going to be able to deliver those clients results. And like Eric talked about two weeks ago, you're going to be able to close that next deal before the invoice even goes out for the first deal. And that's an inside story. So if you haven't heard it yet, go check out Eric Pratt from two weeks ago. You're going to really like that story there. But generating effective processes is key to retaining clients at the end of the day. No doubt. That's what it's all about. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.